Patrick here. I can't find Lisa, though. Have y'all seen her? Lisa! Lisa! Hello, Lisa! You there? you Hey! There you are. (laughs) Well, today we've got a sweet podcast for everybody. Uh, We're going to be talking about a man that can see through animals, a haunted house, a masquerade that's not a party, some people who live on a mountain, a silver bullet that doesn't kill uh, werewolves, I was going to say vampires, an orchestra of light, and things hiding in an old box. Yes, it's mind-boggling, but we will get into it after our intro. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land. This is Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamplands of Southwest Louisiana. And joining me over Zoom from her evil lair, see I added it in, Lisa, in Pennsylvania, is my partner in crime, Miss Lisa Everett. Hey, Lisa, what's going on? Hey, Patrick. Yep, I was in my evil lair. Yep. Just telling telling somebody that was just here that well, actually, um, my friend Jeremy that actually listens to our podcast, he was uh, here with his daughter, and we were. Um, going through my house and he was looking at my Halloween decorations and I said see now that you listen to the podcast you see my evil lair you know yeah and he's like yeah he gets it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that reminds me uh I want to ask you something before we start uh, you want to play a game sure of course a trivia game <laughs> Sure. You never say what kind of game. <laughs> uh, no, I used to. I want you to stand on one foot. But then I like, I, you know, I feel like I got suckered into like always asking what, what it's going to be because it's always the same thing. So. All right. I'm going to ask you uh, three questions. They're all about 80s movies. And are you ready to play? Yep. It's time once again for a round of Super Retro Trivia. Sit down, strap on that thinking cap, and get ready to go. In five, four, three, two, one. Okay, question number one. What is the name of the archaeologist that mentored Indiana Jones? Um, uh, archaeologist that mentor. Oh, um... He goes over to see in uh, 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 Sala. Is that his name? Sala. What? Sadly, is, no. What is that? Isn't that somebody's name? That, that is. is. Sala's his friend. 
Oh, that's not the, he's not an archaeologist. Um, who, it's not the guy at the beginning that steals from him, right? That steals everything from him? No. Not that guy? What, um, uh, wait, that guy's wait, name's Belloc. You talking Bellock. about Belloc? Yeah, Belloc, no, no, yeah. It's not Belloc. It's not oh, Sala. I don't know. Okay, well then. Okay, you, you remember the girl, uh, Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark? Remember Marian, his girlfriend? The girlfriend, yeah, Karen Allen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, it, it was her dad was Indiana Jones' mentor. Oh, that's a kind of a. No, I, I mean they mention him all through the movie. Yeah, his not, name's his name his name's Abner Ravenwood. Oh yeah. Oh sure. They mentioned him several times. Know. Well, you yeah. should. Okay. Uh, Abner Ravenwood. I never heard the word Ravenwood in there anywhere. Abner. They mentioned him several times. I think you made that up. Oh. I think. Yeah, I think that you at, the, at the beginning of Raid, Raiders, <laughs> yeah. they come to the college and they question. I Indiana heard Jones. him say Abner. I didn't hear him say the word Abner because Abner and she said he loved you like a son. And then, you know, and then yeah, and then, the then when he goes to Nepal and meets up with Marion, he's like, "Where's Abner?" And she's like, "Abner's yeah. dead." You know. But I never heard anybody mention his last name. Ravenwood. Yeah. The, the name of the bar he goes to is the Raven. That because of Ravenwood. Anyway, How do you see the name of that bar in that movie. Just, I didn't just, even think it was like a bar. It looked like it looked like an igloo out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Abner Ravenwood. Ravenwood. They mentioned him several okay. times in the movie, even his last. I, time. Okay, I believe you. Okay. All right. Question number two. Another name. Okay. What was the name of the villain in Roger Rabbit? The villain. What? I don't know. I never saw. I never even watched Roger, Roger Rabbit. I never. What? This one, never. You never no. watched Roger Rabbit. I think I didn't. That's a to crime. Poke my eyes out or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. it's a crime. The movie itself was a crime. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Judge Doom. Never would get it. No. Played by no, Christopher never. Lloyd. No. Mm -mm. no. All right. Mm -mm. What's okay. up today, Roller Boogie? You're 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 I bombing here. Think. I think. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Question <laughs> number something about like uh, prom night or something. All right. Carrie. Question number three. Joe. Yeah. Question number three. You need to ask me music on questions. prom night. Oh yeah. Not. <laughs> okay. Okay. What 1986? And, and, and not part two, Mary Lou, whatever, because you know yeah. that one and I don't. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Hello, prom night. I mean, yeah. hello, Mary Lou, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Mary Lou. Mary Lou. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, number three. What 1986 movie had John Cusack co-starring with Demi Moore? Um, that's where he's like the cartoonist. Uh, I've seen pieces that of that. Uh, what is that? Um, oh, I know it. I know this. Sure I don't know how long you. I don't know how much long I, I get to think about it. Yeah, um, it's like there's like cartoons in it, and she's like some hippie person, like with braided hair, and uh, give me like the give me the first word. Is there? It, it, cause it's, come on, give me a clue. Okay, I'll give you a clue. It's called One yeah. Crazy Summer. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've only seen pieces of that too. 
as we saw from Fast Times at Ridgemont High or or Sixteen Candles or Breakfast Club or something like that, then yeah. All right. Yeah, so ne next time I'll ask you something about uh, yeah. Breakfast Club. Yeah, because I'm going to start asking you and putting you in the. What? The, ask me first. anytime, anytime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, hey, you want to talk about a movie from '82 called The Beastmaster? Yeah, let's talk about it. Have you seen it? I've seen. I have seen it many, many times, but it's been uh, many, many years ago. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, it's I one thought, of always I think I have it. Yeah. Oh, I always liked it too, but but you know, I know when it came out, I don't. I think it was was it PG. It was foretold by witches. It was conceived through sorcery, and it was to be destroyed by all that is evil. But the courage of one mortal saved it. And so, into an age of darkness, in a time of mysticism, sacrifice, and plunder, there came the only light, the Beastmaster. Born with the strength of a black tiger, the courage of an eagle, the power that made him more than any hero. More than any lover. He was lord and master over all beasts. He was the beast master. Behold the wonder, the horror, the fantasy, the challenge of the one warrior they call the Beastmaster. Mark Singer is Dar, Tanya Roberts is Carrie, Rip Torn is Mayak, John Amos is Seth. Together they take us on a fascinating journey back into unexplored times. Conquer your fears. Face the unknown. And discover the incredible link between man, animal, and all that is phantasmagorical. In the world of dungeons, dragons, and Dar. The Beastmaster. The epic adventure of a new kind of hero. I don't know what was rated. I know it had a lot of well, nudity. I bet, like, it had, some, had a, a lot of nudity. Yeah, Tanya Roberts. Woo! Oh, she was taking a bath and. Oh in my the, goodness! The, yes, I do. By the oh. waterfalls. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Oh okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was, but I think it was PG because it was on during the day. But I did PG see for all pretty that good. Night. <laughs> pretty good pretty girl okay pretty girl. Yeah, go ahead. yeah well of course it stars mark singer as the Beastmaster. it had a uh, rip torn as the the villain named uh mayox and then like we said the the beautiful tanya roberts who we lost what was her name we lost this year i think her name yeah. was like kiri or carrie i think kiri oh uh, yeah I, mm -hmm. and then it had john amos who I always like him uh, from good times play the dad on good yep. times yeah mm -hmm. he was in it and uh he, i mean he was excellent in this movie but they were all excellent a great cast uh it's a sword and a sorcery type movie fantasy kind, kind of like uh conan those type movies yeah mm -hmm. 
and like, uh even it's like pretty much titans kind of like with yeah, those kind of right right creature had, things. had magic yeah. and creatures and yeah. yeah it was basically uh about a guy's search for revenge and it's the beast master and they call it the beast master because uh well okay the, the his parents who were a king and a queen they were murdered in their sleep and uh and the beast master was taken from his mother's womb through witchcraft okay oh yeah yeah and uh and then she took him out into the woods to kill him, but a farmer stops the witch and he rescues the boy and he takes him back to his village and he raises him as his own son because nobody knows who he is. But, uh, but then the movie picks up years and years later when, when the, the boy's now grown into a man and it's Mark Singer playing it. And uh, he seeks revenge for the death, death of his uh, adopted father who was killed in a, a village raid. Okay. But, uh, but anyway, uh, Mark Singer's character is called the Beastmaster because he can communicate with animals and he can see through their eyes. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. It's and he's got all these animals that, that travel with them. He's uh, on his quest. He's got this black tiger. It's kind of like his bodyguard. And then he, uh, he's got this hawk that he could, uh, he could look through his eyes, you know, in the sky and see like the, over the yeah. mountains and stuff. So it's kind of like his eyes in the air. And then he's got these two little uh, ferrets. ferrets. They're, they're pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's had, his thieves. He'll have them go steal keys. Yeah, we had yeah. three ferrets growing up, so oh. that's what I like about it because you know I never saw ferrets in a movie except Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> you know, so, but we had three ferrets, so yeah, as pets. But I, I thought the movie just an awesome, awesome uh, action adventure film with with like you were saying magic and it's got sword fights and and boobies. <laughs> yeah, Tanya ten, Roberts. Yeah, okay. a couple of a couple of news scenes there. Okay. So I highly recommend it. So it's totally up your alley. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 I don't need the boobies, but I blood, the blood and boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, no, ferrets are cool. Like, and they do steal. Boobies are cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, boobies aren't cool. If you had a lug like, a pair around, you wouldn't. I think they were that cool. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, by our ferrets always like stole our socks and used to hide them under the bed, you know. So when they steal stuff in that, that I always can picture, you know, our ferrets doing that. We can never find our socks, you yeah. know. And then they would take them. And oh, wait, my mom let our one ferret like just like run around our house like loose all the time. And I don't know how she didn't get it, like into something or crawl into someplace or die somewhere, <laughs> but she would get, we would see like, when our bed was made, you could see a big lump like right in the middle of the bed. And our ferret had crawled, got up in the bed and crawled down inside the, the blankets and was laying there in the middle of the bed. And then we pulled the cover back and she'd be laying there. Hey, you know? if we have any musicians listening, uh, Lisa just gave you a great idea for a band name. Loose Ferret. <laughs> Loose Ferret. <laughs> okay, feral, the feral ferret. I can't wait no. for that album, Loose Ferret. Yeah. Loose Ferret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Beastmaster, uh, they did make a sequel or two. I can't remember if it was a third one or what, but was they weren't nearly nearly as good. It did have Mark Singer. I think one of them was called like Eye of Braxes. He came into the yeah, Mark modern, Singer was pretty modern times. Yeah, yeah, in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't nothing like Tanya Roberts. No. Yeah, he his, actually his head never matched his body to me. I never thought his face went with his body, but um, yeah, you know, he's just. I, I don't remember him in much of anything else except then that V and and the Beastmaster. Isn't he the know? brother of the girl from uh, Footloose? 
Oh, he is. He's Laurie Singer's. He's Laurie Singer. Singer's brother. Yeah, yeah Laurie's. Yeah. yeah, Laurie Singer was one of my um, Facebook friends. Oh, cool. Um, I wonder if she I, has a ferret. My, before that, my thing got, yeah. No, she's a ferret that has a foot loose. <laughs> a footless <laughs> ferret. Ferret. Yeah. Isn't that like a caterpillar? That's why it was keeping all the socks, you know? Uh, like, it, a, had, like a worm snake. <laughs> yeah. A hairy yeah. snake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they like bounce around and they, they they make all this these like you know like when they jump around and like uh, you know if we pull the cover back for on our ferret it would like spaz out and like flip all over the place and fall off the bed and like and it, it they they bite you too they you know if you didn't know like it was under the bed or something you had your feet on the floor and the ferret was like loose it'd, like run out from underneath the the bed and bite our feet and yeah and then yeah we were you know, foot loose and fair and free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, yeah. I like the Beastmaster. It's like one of those movies that played all the time on HBO, like in the afternoon. And so yeah. we probably watched it a billion times. And I always get, you know, cause Tanya Roberts was in Sheena. So like right, those right. movies sort of have a lot of like in common stuff with like, especially with her and uh, whatever she was wearing. You know, oh, yeah. and it's like, yeah, so and on animals and when she was Sheena, she could like she rode on her zebra and yeah, and um, I liked anything with animals. I thought it was cool that uh, when anybody could communicate with an animal, it was like I pretended like, you know, I was like that too when I had a hawk and a, a squirrel and a whatever my my red fox and my my uh, raccoons and my my skunks and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I know. I, I never watched this, but in the um. I think it was the nineties that came out with the series, the Beastmaster. I, I don't know who played in it, but I think, uh, I think Mark Singer did a cameo in one of the episodes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I forgot about how like graphic that was at the beginning when you were saying about like, uh, like the, there weren't they, they're like witches or something. They were had yeah. like, these black, like long, like, uh, costumely things. And they were kind of creepy and you couldn't see their faces and, um, there was like, uh, wasn't there like cauldrons and stuff? Didn't they make yeah. soup or something? And there was a hand. Was it in Beastmaster with the hand come up out of the soup? Or was that uh, Clash of the Titans? I think it was that was Clash of the Titans. Titan. And this with one, the witches, uh, with the eye, this yeah. one, there's a, a head that floats up. Okay, there's okay. Then, then see, that's where I get them kind of confused too because yeah. there's similarities in them both. And, and, and there, there were three witches in this. Yeah, and they were wearing barely anything. They had like super hot bodies but then when you got up to their face they're like mummies <laughs> i don't remember the hot body part okay. oh yeah they said so they were girls yeah the, and Beastmaster. yeah i don't remember that i then i thought they had like long black like shroud like looking no they, on it was it. almost like a bikini there <laughs> a bikini yeah really yeah. oh my gosh to look it up online and find that scene or something but they might have something that. like flowing down like like little gauze looking stuff but like fringe yeah they were, they were all, <laughs> almost naked <laughs> oh see i can't i can't picture yeah, that that's the camera good. the camera would go up their legs and up their body you thought it was gonna be you know somebody really hot oh and it's like, it would show yeah. that that little hideous uh mummy looking face oh no i i think i have the Beastmaster, but i think there's something wrong with my dvd because i think i tried to watch it and it was kept um glitching or something you know so um that's what you know but i'll have to find it i know i have it yeah. So it's yeah. like every every guy's VHS tape got worn out at that spot where uh Tanya oh, Roberts taking a bath. Yeah, okay, yeah. And he comes he comes he like 
fine. Isn't he peeping on her? He yeah. is. And he gets the okay. ferret to go take her clothes off the rock. <laughs> That's right. He does. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, okay. We, uh, we done with the Beastmaster? We are. That's it? We're okay. done with it. Yep. All right. Um, and that was 1982, you said, right? Beastmaster, 82? Yeah, 82. Right? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going back, back further. And Okay, can, so you want me to tell you what mine is? Yep. It's funny. Okay, um, well, it's not funny. Um, it, um, we're talk, I'm talking about the Amityville Horror from 1979. It's the kind of house they don't build anymore. A relic of a time when the world wasn't in such a hurry, when there was still time for a little charm and elegance. It has stood empty for a long while. And at the price, it is a bargain. For a growing young family, it is almost too good to be true. What do you think? I love it. James Brolin, Margot Kidder, Rod Steiger, in the Amityville Horror. God's peace in this house. Kathy, Father Delaney, there's something very important. After the Lutz family moved into their dream house, they were running for their lives. What happened to them is an experience in terror you will never forget. And you will believe in the Amityville horror. From the best-selling book that made millions believe in the unbelievable, the Amityville horror. part was that my guests here are, were last night were from Long Island and I didn't even re I didn't even remember that the house from this movie was you know it's on the south shore of Long Island New York where the real it, okay this is actually a movie that's based on an actual true story and that's what makes this you know movie so creepy to me you know because the beginning of the movie you see the whole family getting shot and it's like really graphic you have seen the original yeah Horror, long right? time ago yep Okay, has it been like it, it kind of reminded me of it's like poltergeist but scarier. Uh sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, there's scenes in, in, in Amityville Horror that are that creep me out that um like I mean I'll I'll, I'll talk more about it, but then I'll I'll tell you like this one scene that like really like freaks me out in it and it's just something that could happen and, and it's like a it's like a it gives me like anxiety, you know. So um 
But, uh, you know, the, you know, this movie, I, I never realized until just like recently how it was connected to the movies, the Conjuring movies with, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, the people that, um, the um, people that like. Uh, Lawrence. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I always thought, you know, this, this real life story, you know, it, it happened in, in, on November 13th in 1974. This Ronald DeFeo Jr. He shot and killed six members of his family, and it and they lived at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, which is really an actual place. It, you know, it's an actual town. You know, it's not like a made-up, you know, thing. So, um, and then he was convicted of second-degree murder in November 1975, and then George and Kathy Lutz, who are actually the names of the characters in the movie. I mean, this is based on actual people, them and their three children, they moved into the house. And then it was after 28 days, they left the house claiming that they were terrorized by paranormal um, stuff that was going on there. But then uh, since then, like there's been all kinds of disputes of disputing that because they said that there was, you know, all these things about them that, that they were uh, like, they owed all this money and they concocted this stuff up when they were drunk one night and they decided to, you know, tell this story and, and uh, you know, and, but, I mean, the story that they created then turned into this like ghost story, you know, and um, they've made like a bunch of different, you know, sequels, you know, and a bunch of different remakes. And I guess because it's a true story, they don't really have to like, they don't really have to do much with um, like the, you know, they have, a, you know, they can vary it a lot, you know, so um so it, they said because it's actually historical, um, there's no proprietary relationship to the elements of it. So um, that's why there's no restriction on exploiting it, you know, by film producers. So cool. yeah, um, yeah so they can just tell all kinds of stuff about it, which I I, I don't even understand that, but you know whatever. But um, um, it was released in the summer of 1979. It was a huge box office success. Um, it went on to become one of the most commercially successful independent films of all time. Um, they did, you know, a series of sequels on it, um, like from the 1980s through the 1990s, you know, and they had various distri distributors for it. Um, and then in um, uh, the beginning of uh, 2011, they had a resurgence of a bunch of low-budget uh, direct-to-video independent films that were uh, kind of inspired by it. So, and then in, 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 in not 19, in 2017, the Weinstein Company and Dimension Films, they distri distributed uh, the first theatrical Amityville since the 2005, you know, like the one they kind of remake made of it. And it was called Amityville, The Awakening. It was filmed in 2014. I don't know if you watched any of these other ones. I never watched any of them. I, no. I only ever, I don't like the sequels. I don't like any of the remakes. I like the original one. I love the house in it. The, the house is a real house that, um, you know, it, people, when I was trying, I've tried to like research this and figure this out because I don't know if the house that they use in the actual movie is the house that the actual crimes were committed in. But the house that was the movie house, I know that's the house that all these people go to and that the people that like live there um, had to like change the, you know, they have like those weird like uh, windows in the top in the attic. And, um, and that's how, that was almost like made it like anytime you ever see windows like that in a house, it's like, oh, there's an Amity, Amityville Horror House, you know, because yeah. it made it very just dis like distinctive, you know, but they they put regular windows in to change the look of the outside of the house because people then because they thought maybe it would keep people away because people were always, you know, go into that house. 
Um, now, in when they sold that house, they the the they the Lutz family bought it for like eighty thousand dollars back then, which was like you know really super cheap. And they actually even talk about that in the movie and what a good deal they got out of it, you know, because of the association, you know, with the the murders that took place there. So, um, you know, it, but but now like they just they they sold it in two thousand seventeen for. Uh, $605,000, which was $200,000 less than the original asking price, which would have been $800,000. So look how much that appreciated, <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, it's a beautiful house, you know, to think it was only, you know, $80,000 back then. I just can't even, I can't even believe it. You know, that doesn't seem like anything, but um, this, the movie stars James Brolin. Oh, you're going to get to that now. Yeah, the and cast. Michael Kidder, yeah. The cast. yeah, as a young couple, and you know, and um, Rod Steiger is Father Delaney in it, and Don Stroud is Father Bolin in it. Um, and I mean, it's a really, it's it's a creepy. The creepy part that that scares me in it is when there's two parts actually. One is when the door shuts when the when the babysitter goes in the closet, yeah, and the door shuts. And she's in there beating on the door and she keeps saying, let her out. And the little girl's sitting there and she won't let her out. And she beats on that door to her, her like knuckles are bloody, you know. And then finally, when the parents come home, they're, they're out somewhere. And when they get back and she's still in there and they said the door, the door doesn't have a lock on it. And she said, well, it wouldn't open like the door wouldn't open. And then she starts yelling at the kid, like, why wouldn't you open the door? And then, you know, the parents get mad at the kids like, what, why the heck wouldn't you open that door? You know, and it's like, but it was like the house, you know, doing it. But sure. that gives me the creeps because it's like, I don't, I can't, I can't imagine how scary that would be if somebody shut you in a closet, you know, that's creepy. And then there's a scene where the little girl or what, no, it was the, um, the two little boys are like goofing around, like holding a spider, like a pretend spider from a, like a, like a fishing pole thing for the little girl. And he puts his hand on the window seal and the window closes on it and mm -hmm. his fingers are caught in the window. That's creepy to me. Cause those are like things that, these are things that can happen, you know, and it's just, it's just creepy. And then the music from, from the Amityville horror, you know, is, is, um, you know, really well known too. Um, it was actually nominated for an Academy Award for, for, um, the composer that did the, the score for it. So, you know, for a horror movie, that's pretty good. And so, and it made a, a lot of money, like it grossed like $80 million, you know, and it only, it didn't cost hardly anything to make it. So yeah. it, that, it did really well. But um, my whole thing with that movie is that when, you know, when your house actually talks to you and tells you to get out of the house, you should listen. Yep. You should go. Yep. I think they took too long to figure it out, you know, but uh, yeah. But then like towards the end where the, you know, house starts bleeding and all that stuff that gets into the like supernatural weird stuff. But, but the other stuff, like the, this little things that were going on, like that is like things that, you know, could really happen and you're like, you know, and, and it could give you the creeps, but not the, not at the very end, the very end kind of went, went completely bonkers. Like the whole house just starts falling apart, you know, like, yeah, like kind of in poltergeist. Right. So, yeah. But I think it's a good, I think it's a great movie to watch, you know, this time of year in the fall. I love it. Cause it's like a fall, it's a fall movie, you know? So what do you think of it? Yeah, it was all right. I hadn't seen right. it in years, but yeah, I liked it. You haven't seen it? 
Oh, you should, are you gonna do a um? Are you gonna do a, a thirty-one days of Halloween movie list this year? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Did you watch this last year? Nope. They should put it on there. You should do it, and you should put Amityville Horror on there because it's a really good. I love watching it this time of year. I like it. I think it's a really well acted movie. I like it. So, not you, you're not too crazy about it. I I I. I no, I liked it. It was a good movie. Oh, okay. You don't have anything that you want to say about it? We don't want to have a, you know, nobody's boobies. Were, were in, well, I there, there might there might have been some with Margot Kidder. Yeah, and James yeah. Brolin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you might have remembered it a little better. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I like it. I, I just think it's like things like he loses like all the money, like for his um, brother-in-law's wedding, you know, and he can't find it and they never find it, you know? And it's like, I just think like things like that. I mean, I, I'm, I live in a house that's like got weird stuff going on. So I, I get it, you know, and I can't explain some of the things that we've experienced. So um, I could probably write my own uh, Amityville or Reedsville or house. I don't know, you know, Reedsville, um, Amityville. Yeah. Uh, it, it says Vils, you know, yep. are, yeah. So that's all I have to say. But stay tuned because I think um, that's what I'm going to be giving away as a, as a oh, cool. Um, cool. Amityville Horror. So stay tuned. There you go. That. Mm -hmm. We want to talk anyway. about some TV now. Bring on the TV. All right. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I never heard of it before. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about the 1983 TV series called Masquerade. The United States of America would like to invite you to come spy with me. Tonight, adventures looking in your window. Something out of the ordinary. Come with me now and let's explore the secret passions. And this is by our pal, Glenn Larson. We talked about him plenty of times on here who, you know, he created Magnum PI, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Buck Rogers, Fall Guy, just tons of some of the best shows on TV back then. Uh, but uh, it sadly only lasted, la lasted, only lasted <laughs> half a season before oh. it got, got the boot, you know. You're going back to those ones now, <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the like one hit half season. But it was a great um, series and it, nobody it barely, yeah. barely got a chance to take off. You know, uh, it was about um, an intelligence organization. Uh, they, they, rec they recruit civilian specialists for uh, individual missions uh, requiring their specific skills. Uh, so so each episode would have like new actors every week, except for the main main three people. OK, um, it was a lot like uh, Mission Impossible. Remember that show? Yeah, yeah, it vaguely sounds familiar to me, but I think I get it confused. Like there was a movie called Masquerade with like Rob Lowe. Yeah, too. no, I had nothing then, to do with that. And then, but this, well, the way you're describing it, it reminds me of this um, 
this uh, this show that Joanna Cameron did a pilot for called High Risk. Yes, yeah, not it that. It sounds sort sort of like it. I mean, the premise of it, the, but yeah, and I kind of sort of vaguely remember um, remember seeing it on TV. Yeah. But I was saying that they would use uh, civilians each week, so you had diff different guest stars. You know, kind of like the Love Boat. You had the main yeah. cast, but yeah. then every week you had all these guest stars. Well, yeah. uh, so they would recruit. Like the show would come on every episode introducing the team that they recruited for that week and they'll tell you what their specialty was you know it might be like 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 uh maybe they got a plumber or a mountain climber that you know that they needed for a specific mission and uh and what they would do for these people that would uh that would work for them just for this one mission it might it might take a day it might take a week or whatever but they would give them a full year's salary whatever their salary was to com complete this uh, mission. But I'll tell you, the main cast that was on every episode was uh, Rod Taylor. You remember him from... Uh, the Birds? The, the, the time, yeah, The Time Machine, all that. Yeah, good uh, What year did this come out? This was in the 80s. Okay, because like The Birds is the 60s. So, this was the 83. Um, okay. Okay, so he was getting older. He was probably in his... Yeah, he was like the leader of the group. 50s? He was the... Maybe? The, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it had Kirstie Alley. Really? Greg, wow. Greg Evigan. Oh. That was, a, that was the main government team that would uh, so recruit, recruit all these a, people. Yeah, so. But it was real cool. Like, like I said, it was like. Greg Evigan from like, BJ uh, and the Bear. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Mission Impossible. Yeah. But I liked it. Yeah. I, I, I loved the show. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's like spy stuff, you know, but. Uh, yeah. It's like I don't. I don't think they gave it a, a chance. I mean, six can episodes. you find any? Episodes? Yeah, you can probably probably find it on YouTube or something. I hadn't really? looked. Aww. see, that's where I say that there were so many shows back then that had really good ideas, but um, and now you wish like they would go back to some of these ideas instead of like coming up with all the junk that they come up with now. They think about like these shows that never really got a chance because there wasn't two hundred channels on TV, and that's part of the pro was part of the problem is that they had too many ideas and not enough cha tv channels you know yeah. and now they have too many channels and, and not no, no ideas so it's completely reversed so but that does sound cool yeah any anything else no nah, that's it that's it okay well um my show and i can't believe we haven't talked about it yet um is the waltons watching the walnuts you know but um it's really weird that i i, I was like um just like going through I, I i never like go through like my news feed on facebook i i don't really see other people's stuff on there and some and unless i'm like um really bored and like i go on my homepage and stuff comes up 
but I must be on the Me TV's Facebook page because this thing come up and the, the youngest girl from the Waltons, Elizabeth, was there was a picture of her. And it's and they said the first episode of the Waltons actually aired uh, 49 years ago on September 16th. So that so next year will be their 50th. You know, it'll be wow. 50 years. Yeah. So um, it's it's a it's a, a um, an American historical drama and it and it's about a family in rural rural Virginia during the Great Depression and in uh, and World War II. It was created by Earl Hamner. Junior, who who was who also worked with Dick Atkins on the Give right. Love a, a Christmas Story. Yeah. Um, so he, it, it's based on his 1961 book called Spencer's Mountain, and and there was a 1963 film. I don't know if you ever heard of it or seen it. Did you ever see it? Uh, I can't remember. I just, if I've saw, seen it, that I just or not. saw it maybe a year ago for the first time, and it's really good. It's um Henry Fonda plays the dad on it, and it's a it's just a little it's a little different. It's there, there's and and I'm not sure. I'm trying to think if the mother is um, what's her name that uh, is in uh, Maureen uh, Maureen O'Hara, I think. Oh, is really? in it. Yeah, I have to look for sure. Like, don't totally. I mean, yeah, but I think that's who was in it because I, I watched it pretty recently. But um, you know, it's it's kind of like um, it was created by 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 Earl Hamner and based on the the, the character of John Boy is kind of based on his life. You know, his own yeah. life. So I never really realized it was actually based on like, um, like true stuff, you know? So, um, but there was, there was a television movie uh, called the homecoming, a Christmas story, which is kind of funny, like the gift of love, a Christmas story. Um, and then the homecoming, a Christmas story, you know? Um, and it was, it was broadcast on December 19th, 1971. And based on its success, the CBS network ordered like one season of episodes based on the same characters that became part of the television series the waltons so beginning in um september 1972 um it it then aired on cbs for nine seasons so after the the series was canceled by cbs in 1981 nbc aired three tel television film sequels in 1982 with three more in the 1990s on cbs and the Waltons was pr produced by Lorimar uh, Productions and distributed by Warner Brothers. Um, so it it at the end of the show, uh, they all do that whole whole thing where they feature <laughs> the whole family saying goodnight to one another yeah. before they go off to sleep. sleep. Well, that brings back so, memories. Uh, we used to do that. <laughs> yeah. Did y'all do that? In your house? In yeah. Your house? Yeah. Yeah. Night, I, yeah. I can, I can holler. Good night, Dad. Yeah. Good night. You know. Good night, Mom. We do that here in and our then house. I always throw in. Yeah. Good night, John Boy. You know. Yeah. And my dad would be like, everybody. "Go to bed." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh oh. So um, the this you know the story it's set in on Walnut Walnuts Mountain <laughs> Walton I see I you know still call it Walton the Walnuts um, Walton's Mountain and it's a fictional mountain area in um, in in this fictitious Jefferson County Virginia um, but the real place uh, which which it's based on is uh, the community of Schuler in um, Nelson County Virginia. So, I mean, they, they changed things up. But it's, um, it, the time period is from 1933 to 1946 during the, the Great Depression and World War II. Um, and so, um, you know, I mean, and then they did like, and then like later they did, um, you know, these, these you know, uh, like uh, reunion movies too. Um, so, um, but 
the the story the, sto the the main story is about John John Walton Jr., who's known as John Boy, and he has six siblings, and his parents are John and Olivia Walton, and his paternal grandparents are Zeb and Esther Walton, and John Boy is the oldest of the children, and he and it starts out when he's like 17 years old, and he and he wants to become a journalist and a novelist. So each episode is narrated at the opening and, and the closing by, he's like the middle-aged John Jr. And that's voiced by uh, the author, Earl Hamner, who, who John Boy's based on, you know? Yeah. So John Sr., he manages to kind of like earn a living for his family by operating a, a lumber mill with the help of his sons as they grow older. And then the family income is kind of offset by some like small scale, like farming, and uh, sometimes, you know, John hunts to put meat on the table. And, um, you know, in the, in the simpler days of like when the kids are younger, they're, they're real, like, um, they like run around and like in their bare feet and their, in their overalls and stuff, you know, but as they, um, as they grow older, they, they become more responsible and it, and it, and it like progresses through as they age, you know, you know, the, the, the it, you know, it changes, but they, they, you know, it's like all about their life and, uh, you know, there's different cast people like they have these, um, like the, the Baldwin sisters and then they're like these two elderly like spinsters, they make the moonshine, they call it the Papa's recipe, I don't remember if you, you remember those two old ladies in it, and then they had Ike uh, Godsey, he's the postmaster and he's the owner of the general store. He has a a, a, a snot, snotty wife called Cora Beth. <laughs> yeah. You remember, yeah, I remember them? them? Yeah. <laughs> and and then there's just different, there's just other different people that come and go throughout the year, you know, years of on the show. Um, you know, so I mean it was it, I always watched it with my grandma and grandpa. That's yeah, me too. Yeah. I, well, I, I wouldn't watch it with your grandma and grandpa. I'd watch oh, it with mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mine would have watched it with you too. So yeah, we always say the walnuts are on. <laughs> and it's the it's the Waltons, but we call them the walnuts. But um, it's still on TV now. I mean, if I if I it's like Little House on the Prairie to me. Like if I, I'm like flipping through the channels and I see that one of them are on, I always put put them on because they're all they they have like a just such a, a good like family um like feel to them and just like you know it's just very comforting and. You know, I like watching them like the grandma's always in there cooking up some corn on the cob and making pies and in the kitchen and I mean feeding all them people you know what I mean so yeah. it's like yeah and I remember like seeing pictures in like um I don't know if it was in TV guide or magazines and stuff like of the Walton's uh Thanksgiving you know and they'd have like this giant spread of food you know for all these people like the grandma just you know made it all you know so but I always like that you know the, yeah. just the whole feel of family you know getting together and and helping each other and i like that you know you just don't see that you don't see families that size anymore though either so but i always like the the grandpa and the and the um and the grandma too yeah 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 i mean El, ellen corby was the grandma and i remember um i think during the show she had a stroke like and then um she was she was in kind of bad shape for a while and yeah, and they kind of, they might've wrote that into the, into the um, series, you know, but uh, yeah, it just, it was just a nice, nice family show. So that's all I have to say, because there's so much about the Waltons that it could go on forever. So yeah, yeah. I'd like to watch it again. It's been many years since I've watched any of them. Yeah. It was on like a long, long time, you know? Yeah. So yeah. 
so they grew up. But um, yeah, you know, I I forget where where I read like you know how many years before, how many years before, yeah, the, it, it, the series began relating stories that occurred like thirty nine years in the past, and then it ended with its last reunion show set twenty eight years in the past. So that was eleven years, you know, that you know, but it's like that's I mean it was in the past of whatever the current you know time period was yeah. that they were filming it in. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, I think it's really hard, you know, to, to, I think the more you, the time that goes by, it's harder and harder to remake these movies, you know, set back in the past. Cause I saw that they're remaking the wonder years, you know, and, right. and, and it was 1968. And it's like the, the further we get from 1968, the harder it is to, you know, replicate all that stuff and, and get, and make it feel like you're really back there, you know? So, I mean, I said, I mean, when they do do that, because, you know, you, it's hard to find sets and it's hard to find locations that, you know, that don't look like they're, you know, new, you know, it just would be really hard. So, yeah. just like, well, like Little House on the Prairie, I think was really cool because they had that whole um, area, you know, that they filmed in that was just like, um, like these acres of, you know, land and stuff, you know, they did their whole set on. So, but now it's like, um, where do you find where do you find places to build like sets like that? You know, like whole towns and stuff. So, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like um, that's what it reminds me of is Little House on the Prairie-ish kind of, you know. Only it's actually more current <laughs> than you know. They actually, uh, you know, I think have running water maybe in the Waltons. I think in electricity. I do. Ve believe, vehicles. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, cars. They're old, but yeah. Still, you know, I just like seeing how people used to live. I, I, I'm always, you know, that I like the history of, you know, how where how we progressed in, yeah. in the world. Yeah. So, so you want to move on to some music? Yeah, I want to talk about those silver bullets that don't kill werewolves, but they sound pretty good. Tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering down. She was a black-haired beauty with big dark eyes and points all her own, sudden way up high, way up firm and high. Out past the cornfields where the woods got heavy. Out in the back seat of my 60 Chevy Working on mysteries without any clues Working on our night moves Trying to make some front page driving news Working on our night moves In the summertime Yeah. I'm talking about Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band. Yeah. And Bob, Bob Seeger, um, before he joined, you know, before he formed the Silver Bullets, uh, you know, as a band with him, uh, he was in other bands throughout the uh, early, early 70s. And uh, the late 70s is when he started with the Silver Bullets. But, uh, but he was a Detroit musician. And um, 
I, I don't know. I, I guess he, I love that gritty sound that he has, you know, in a mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. rat, raspy voice. Uh, yeah. I think my favorite song. Yeah, he's like is, uh, Greg Allman kind of. Yeah. But, um, but also like Against the Wind, uh, like mm-hmm. a rock. Uh, you remember Shakedown? It was on one of those movies. Oh, with, yeah, uh, Shakedown, Breakdown. Peter Weller, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. of course, that old-time rock and roll. Uh, and he co-wrote the Eagles' number one hit, uh, Heartache Tonight. He was real good friends with uh, Joe oh, yeah. Walsh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, I, I, I liked him. That's kind of songs I sing. My, you know what my favorite song is? What? You never mentioned it yet. What? Uh, it's Still the Same. Still the Same? Yeah. That was Steely Dan. No, it's Bob Seger. It's still the same. Uh, okay. Yeah, still the same. Do, 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 still the same. Yeah, yeah. You don't know that? Yeah. You don't know still the same? Yeah, I know still the same. It's, it's not the same as it's not the same as Steely Dan. No, uh, no. Steely um, the same. It's Steely the same. <laughs> yeah. That one, yeah. Okay. And uh, did you say Night Moves? I did. That's my favorite one. And Shame on the Moon. My mom loved that song. Oh, no, I didn't remember that song. Yeah, I remember. You might not even know that these songs. Roll me away. You know, roll me away. Uh, if I heard it, maybe. Uh, you know, turn the page. Maybe. Uh, Hollywood Nights. Yeah, I know Hollywood Hollywood Nights. Nights. Yeah, Yeah. my silly name. Turn the page is very like. Oh, it's kind of so slow. Like it's so most like super slow mo. You know. And did I say, oh, yeah, I said Shame on the Moon. My mom liked, um, and, and that must be like Shame on the Moon and the Silver Bullets, and he, he must be a werewolf or something, <laughs> you know? Because there's some, um, you know, Shame on the Moon, the Silver Bullet Band. What's going on? Yeah. You know? That's why it sounds like. Did Stephen King here? put this band together? Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, it is, that, that isn't really cool. Um, they're a really cool uh, band for this time of year, because like for Halloween, Silver Bullets, that's really cool. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say about him? I was saying that he sounded like he sounds like Greg Allman to me a lot. His voice. Yeah. yeah that raspy. Yeah, I like you know. it. I yeah, like, I, I like it too. bands like that. Yeah. yeah that's not, my kind of genre. He kind of reminds me um, of the lead singer of Alabama a little bit. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I know. Yeah, looks like about, him a yeah. little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Third Maybe. cousin okay. once removed. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That. So, so what? What do you want to talk about? Okay, at my band, and I picked them because of they have a couple of songs that are like good for this time of year, year too.
Um, my band is is ELO, the Electric Light Orchestra. And they're an English rock band that was formed in Birmingham in 1970. And they had um, like by they were songwriters uh, and multi multi instrumentalists Jeff Lynn and Ron Wood. Um, with the drummer was Bev Bevan. I I don't see I don't know who, who their names are, but um, their music is just like I mean they they well I was like what I what I like the, I think in like the 70s and the 80s like they were on the Xanadu soundtrack and stuff, but they have a bazillion um, songs that uh, you know that I love. I don't know if you like them or not, but um, they're all right. I mean, I, okay. I wouldn't really, I, I wouldn't listen well, to them I that much. Them, I picked them because "Strange Magic" I think is a really good song for this time of year, and "Evil Woman." You know, like it, it go with like uh, you know Halloween. You know, yeah. but um, I, mean, I remember "Roll Over" Beethoven and. Uh, Sweet talking woman, but I I never really listened to him that much. Uh, really, you don't know. You, don't bring me down. Yeah, I just didn't listen to him that much. Telephone line, shine a little love. I love that song. Can't get it out of my head. Living thing. Yeah, sweet talking woman. Rock and roll is king. Hold on tight. They used to play hold on tight like to your dreams. I was in like a billion, a billion uh, commercials and stuff. Um, do ya? You know that song and um, last train to London. You know that one? You mean Clarksville? No. London. No, it was the last train to Clarksville. That's what the monkeys no, were on. the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they weren't with ELO. They were going to London. They took uh, the wrong turn and went to Clarksville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got off at Clarksville. They ELO kept going to London. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, did I say um, Turn to Stone? Did I say that one? Maybe. They say you're not even listening to my my <laughs> my stuff. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm listening so, to Silver Bullet Man. I love the them. Stilly Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stilly the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I just like I I like certain like um like how I like uh the uh, Atlanta rhythm you know uh section like for the song Spooky like I like a certain um. I like certain music at certain times of the year. And so in the fall and stuff, I like playing like songs like the strange magic one. Yeah. An evil woman. They're, they're good for, for uh, Halloween. I should, I should make my own Halloween uh, picks of songs, you know, make my own album hmm. with somebody else's music. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, I'll just you, pick which one. <laughs> I'll steal their own music. You steal their music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so now we're, we're going to get into the, when to get your box out. Yeah, we're bringing it back. We're bringing Bring back, back what's in the box. Okay. I'll take the box. The box. You took the box. Let's see what's in the box. I got up in the attic, went way <laughs> to the back, dug out a box, and uh, I got it right here on the table in front of me. Right. Uh -huh. So, what's in, the, it? what's in the box? Let me see. Yeah. Hang on, just a sec. Oh, starting my dog with you. Did you get to you pull your dog out of the box? All right. <laughs> dog in the box. Okay. Dog don't let your dog eat box. all the. Don't let your dog eat all the rest of your stuff. Yeah. New dog, new, new you know. Okay, new right here. I just pulled a magazine out. Uh, this is a dynamite magazine from the 80s, and it says number 
120. And it's wow. got Indiana Jones on the cover. Really? It says Harrison Ford, the Raiders star, returns. So this must be from uh, oh. Temple of Doom, maybe? Yeah. The and and then I'll tell you what else it says on here. The police, presidential picture puzzle, BMX biking, breakdancing, bummers fold out, free stickers, okay. jokes, and more. Ooh, jokes. We have to find a joke well, in here. What? Okay, find a joke. Um, what's the bummers thing? What's the bummer thing? Mm, bummer sure. what? Bummer uh, fold out? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. Uh, now, I see the free stickers. It's a bunch of uh, baseball. You didn't, fold, you, you didn't pick them out. And baseball stick stickers. Them on stuff? Okay. No, no everything's intact. A bummer fold Bummers. Like, bummers. It says, you don't, don't you just love bummers, those things that everyone loves to hate. If, if you do, we've got a fold out that's bound to be your favorite. It's better than bummers because it's bigger than bummers. But what it's are they? a fold out full of bummers. <laughs> But what are they? Okay. Well, I imagine it's going to be the. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh, oh, hey, here you go. Bummers. Okay. Bummers, they're stickers. And uh, let's see, what's this about? Well, you just said there were other stickers in there. Wait a second. Okay. These are Barbie stickers. What the heck's that doing? Oh, uh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> For you, yeah. it is. Yeah, I don't see anything. <laughs> for about some it. young girl, that she would think that was great, but for you, it's a bummer. Yeah, that what it is. You think you're gonna get something good, and then you get something crappy. Yeah, you get some Barbie like a, stickers. It's, it's a bummer. Okay. Yeah, let me let me flip okay. through here real quick to see what uh. Because you know some of the like you know you should look through some of these um these magazines like for some ideas and some topics of stuff that we might forgot about. Like I don't know what the yeah. heck that is. There's an interview with the cast of Mash. They got a. a Something about uh, Fonzie in here, Dukes of Hazard. Uh, mm -hmm. No, we talked about all them. All kind of cartoons. We don't, uh, I don't think we've ever talked about MASH yet, though. But, um, they've got like two or three uh, pages of breakdancing with some cool pictures. Uh, the Turbo and Ozone on there? Special K? No. This well, is that's like, a bummer. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Uh, Another bummer. A lot of cartoons, like comics and stuff. Uh Letters, how to draw a gorilla. <laughs> this is a cool magazine. I'll have to take this, and, uh, <laughs> stay up late tonight. Watch, yeah, it's it giving you all kinds of things to do if you're bored. You can draw gorillas later at night. And then there's a whole like three pages on or four pages on BMX biking. Yeah, that's up yeah. your alley. I don't see the uh, I don't see the uh, the jokes. The jokes. The joke's on me. There's, oh, look, yeah. an art, article about the police. Ah, uh, they lied. Police, <laughs> Sting. Uh, Sting, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, we did talk about the police before, so, yeah. Well, what else, what else you got? You're going to just... Oh, okay, bummers. There's these stickers, and each one, it, it says, don't you hate it, when? Oh. And then it says stuff. I guess that's the Oh, bonus. don't you hate it when. But one says, don't you hate it when you vac up, vacuum up your sticker collection. And don't you hate it when you're licking an envelope and it sticks to your tongue. But it's, it's like a poster fold out. Yeah. Or, and it, I don't know, sticker or something. 
Don't you hate yeah. it when you climb up a tree and you can't get down? It, yeah. yeah. Should they say that or do you just make that up? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I never yeah. found the jokes. But anyway, let me let me go yeah. back into the box and see what else I can okay. get out. You know that reminds me of that um, that little book that had the love is people. That was like a big thing back then, and there were those two little naked uh, drawn people, like a little boy and a girl that held hands. Do you remember them? And they, that sounds just, perverted. They were they were naked. Just, just oh, what what love is button. whatever love yeah. is yeah yeah I know somebody. And there's like a book, and it would say like love is you know yeah. holding hands or love is or whatever on a like on a sunny day like you know i don't know and there was like little pictures of these little this little boy a boy and a, a girl you know like yeah. you know but they were naked <laughs> yeah it's like hey this is cool i just pulled out of the box it, it's a it's pretty heavy it's red feels like glass but it, it's um it's one of those avon cologne bottles it's a red old-timey race car oh is a cologne in it I feel I shake it. It smells like a little bit of something in there. Look, I'm, I'm gonna open it. Smell like I don't know. Okay. I don't want to release like some anthrax or something. Here. Yeah, it's like kaboom. oh wow, <laughs> that brings back memories. That scent. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, Avon. I haven't I haven't smelled that in many years. It, it's Avon uh, cologne. Does it have a little hint of mildew in it? No, oh, I mean it smells like it did back then. That is oh. so cool. Yeah, my my favorite um, perfume from Avon was called Pearls and Lace, and they quit making it. But like I've seen it, like on eBay, you can buy it. Like I don't, somebody must have had it like in a box in their bedroom, like or something, like in their attic, like you did. And then they sell it on eBay, and it's like I I keep I because I like that scent. I just loved it. That was like mine and my mom's favorite perfume, and they quit making it. Of course, like you know, they quit making it because anything I ever liked, they they quit doing it. You know, so. Well, this uh, is real heavy, real thick glass. It's a it's a red glass. Yeah. I know a, exactly in the what, shape of a exactly race car. What, yeah. Yeah, those okay. things are heavy. Well, they could be like a paperweight. Yeah, mm -hmm. one more item. Let's see what I can get here. Oh. All right. Oh, this is a uh hey, he's in pretty good shape, but he's missing his helmet. This is an evil Knievel action figure. <laughs> you know what? I should I should start guessing what you're gonna pull out before you guess it because I would have guessed Evil Knievel was coming somewhere. Yeah, yeah. The, his costume. Uh, there, there's no stains or anything. It looks pretty, and it's white. You know, I'm surprised there's no stains. Oh my god, you should be like so happy. Yeah, but he. he I don't, unless it's still in there. I, I don't. I didn't find his helmet. But uh, yes, yeah, the bendy oh. figure that went on the motorcycle. Ah. He's in great shape. Oh. We'll put this okay. on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, you need to like display the stuff. Don't put yeah. it back in the box. No, Wear the cologne. Shelf. Wear the cologne. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Might be a little potent. Huh? Did you wonder what's in that cologne? Like what chemicals did they put yeah. in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna stop there. I'm, I'm not gonna take everything out today. I'm we'll we'll, we'll milk okay, it. <laughs> okay, all right. I like it. Yeah. That's, well, that's cool. Yeah, because it makes me think of things that then just like the perfume. I mean, it made me think of the perfume that I um, can't get anymore either. So, yeah, from Avon. Yeah. So, um, do you want me to do the giveaway? Yeah, what are we giving away? We're going to give away the Blu-ray of the 1979 Amityville Horror. Cool. And, you know, the code word, words are get out. Get out? <laughs> yeah. 
right. you know, in the house says, get out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, send us that. Cool. You know? So say get out and you could be get in the out. drawing to win a Blu-ray of the Amityville Horror. That's right. Sweet. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to thank everybody for listening again and uh, hope you enjoyed it. And, you know, next Wednesday we'll have another episode and uh, we'll, we'll bring the box back. See what, see what we can dig up and uh, hope it's not another bummer, but, uh, <laughs> but thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Tell your friends about us. And uh, as we sign off, I'm going to leave you with this final thought. Everybody quiet down now and get some sleep. Good night, everybody. Good night, mama. Good night, Ben. Good night, everyone. Good night, mama. Good night, daddy. Good night, children. Good night, daddy. Good night, Elizabeth. Good night, John boy. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jim Bob. What's going on? I was asleep. What's everybody doing? Good night, Good night, Jim. Jim. Oh. <laughs> Good night, Jim. <laughs>